Book One, Chapter Six of the World's Desire. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rick Vina. The World's Desire by H. Ryder Haggard. Book One, Chapter Six. The Story of Meriamun. Ray, the priest of Amen, the master builder, began his story unwillingly enough, and slowly, but soon he took pleasure in telling it, as old men do, and in sharing the burden of a secret. The queen is fair, he said. Thou hast seen no fairer in all thy voyagings? She is fair indeed, answered the wanderer. I pray that she be well-mated and happy on her throne. That is what I will tell thee of, though my life may be the price of the tale, said Ray. But a lighter heart is well worth an old man's cheap risk and thou mayst help me and her when thou knowest all. Pharaoh Menepta, her lord, the king, is the son of the divine Ramses, the ever-living Pharaoh, child of the sun, who dwelleth in Osiris. Thou meanest that he is dead? asked the wanderer. He dwelleth with Osiris, said the priest, and the queen, Meriamun, was his daughter by another bed. A brother wed a sister, exclaimed the wanderer. It is the custom of our royal house, from the days of the timeless kings, the children of Horus, an old custom. The ways of his hosts are good, in the eyes of a stranger, said the wanderer courteously. It is an old custom, and a sacred, said Ray. But women, the custom makers, are often custom breakers, and of all women, Meriamun least loves to be obedient, even to the dead. And yet she has obeyed, and it came about thus. Her brother, Menepta, who now is Pharaoh, the prince of Cush, while her divine father lived, had many half-sisters, but Meriamun was the fairest of them all. She is beautiful, a moon-child, the common people called her, and wise, and she does not know the face of fear, and thus it chanced that she learned what even our royal women rarely learn, all the ancient secret wisdom of this ancient land. Except Queen Taya of old, no woman has known what Meriamun knows, what I have taught her, I and another counsellor. He paused here, and his mind seemed to turn on unhappy things. I have taught her 
from childhood he went on would that i had been her only familiar and after her divine father and mother she loved me more than any for she loved few but of all whom she did not love she loved her royal brother least he is slow of speech and she is quick she is fearless and he has no heart for war from her childhood she scorned him mocked him and mastered him with her tongue she even learned to excel him in the chariot races therefore it was that the king his father made him but a general of the foot soldiers and in guessing riddles which our people love she delighted to conquer him the victory was easy enough for the divine prince is heavy-witted but meriamun was never tired of girding at him plainly even as a little child she grudged that he should come to wield the scourge of power and wear the double crown while she should live in idleness and hunger for command it is strange then that of all his sisters if one must be queen he should have chosen her said the wanderer strange and it happened strangely the prince's father the divine ramses had willed the marriage the prince hated it no less than meriamun but the will of a father is the will of the gods in one sport the divine prince excelled in the game of pieces an old game in ken it is no pastime for women but even at this meriamun was determined to master her brother she bade me carve her a new set of the pieces fashioned with the heads of cats and shaped from the hard wood of azebi i carved them with my own hands and night by night she played with me who have some name for skill at the sport one sunset it chanced that her brother came in from hunting the lion in the libyan hills he was in an evil humour for he had found no lions and he caused the huntsmen to be stretched out and beaten with rods then he called for wine and drank deep at the palace gate and the deeper he drank the darker grew his humour he was going to his own court in the palace striking with a whip at his hounds when he chanced to turn and see meriamun she was sitting where those three great palm trees are and was playing at pieces with me in the cool of the day there she sat in the shadow clad in white and purple and with the red gold of the snake of royalty in the blackness of her hair there she sat as beautiful as the hathor the queen of love or as the lady isis when she played at pieces in amenti with the ancient king nay an old man may say it 
there never was but one woman more fair than Meriamun, if a woman she be, she whom our people call the Strange Hathor. Now the wanderer bethought him of the tale of the pilot, but he said nothing, and Ray went on. The prince saw her, and his anger sought for something new to break itself on. Up he came, and I rose before him, and bowed myself. But Meriamun fell indolently back in her chair of ivory, and with a sweep of her slim hand she disordered the pieces, and bade her waiting-woman, the Lady Hataska, gather up the board and carry all away. But Hataska's eyes were secretly watching the prince. Greeting, princess, our royal sister, said Menepta. What art thou doing with these? And he pointed with his chariot whip at the cat-headed pieces. This is no woman's game. These pieces are not soft hearts of men to be moved on the board by love. This game needs wit. Get thee to thy broidery, for there thou mayst excel. Greeting, prince, our royal brother, said Meriamun. I laugh to hear thee speak of a game that needs wit. Thy hunting has not prospered, so get thee to the banquet board, for there I hear the gods have granted thee to excel. It is little to say, answered the prince, throwing himself into a chair whence I had risen. It is little to say, but at the game of pieces I have enough wit to give thee a temple, a priest, and five bowmen, and yet win. For these, O wanderer, are the names of some of the pieces. I take the challenge, cried Meriamun, for now she had brought him where she wanted. But I will take no odds. Here is my wager. I will play thee three games, and stake the sacred circlet upon my brow against the royal Urias on thine, and the winner shall wear both. Nay, nay, lady, I was bold to say. This were too high a stake. High or low, I accept the wager, answered the prince. This sister of mine has mocked me too long. She shall find that her woman's wit cannot match me at my own game, and that my father's son, the royal prince of Kush, and the pharaoh who shall be, is more than the equal of a girl. I hold thy wage, Meriamun. Go then, prince, she cried, and after sunset meet me in my antechamber. Bring a scribe to score the games. Ray shall be the judge and hold the stakes. But beware of the golden cup of Pasht. Drain it not to-night, lest I win a love game though we did not play for love. The prince went scowling away, and Meriamun laughed, but I foresaw mischief. 
the stakes were too high the match was too strange but meriamun would not listen to me for she was very wilful the sun fell and two hours after the royal prince of kush came with his scribe and found meriamun with the board of squares before her in her antechamber he sat down without a word then he asked who should first take the field wait she said first let us set the stakes and lifting from her brow the golden snake of royalty she shook her soft hair loose and gave the coronet to me if i lose she said never may i wear the urias crown that shalt thou never while i draw breath answered the prince as he too lifted the symbol of his royalty from his head and gave it to me there was a difference between the circlets the coronet of meriamun was crowned with one crested snake that of the divine prince was crowned with twain ay menepta she said but perchance osiris god of the dead waits thee for surely he loves those too great and good for earth take thou the field and to the play at her words of evil omen he frowned but he took the field and readily for he knew the game well she moved in answer heedlessly enough and afterwards she played at random and carelessly pushing the pieces about with little skill and so he won this first game quickly and crying pharaoh is dead swept the pieces from the board see how i better thee he went on in mockery thine is a woman's game all attack and no defence boast not yet menepta she said there are still two sets to play see the board is set and i take the field this time the game went differently for the prince could scarce make a prisoner of a single piece save of one temple and two bowmen only and presently it was the turn of meriamun to cry pharaoh is dead and to sweep the pieces from the board this time menepta did not boast but scowled while i set the board and the scribe wrote down the game upon his tablets now it was the prince's turn to take the field in the name of holy thoth he cried to whom i vow great gifts of victory in the name of holy pasht she made answer to whom i make daily prayer for being a maid she swore by the goddess of chastity and being meriamun by the goddess of vengeance tis fitting thou shouldst vow by her of the cat's head he said sneering yes very fitting she answered 
for perchance she'll lend me her claws. Play thou, Prince Menepta. And he played, and so well, that for a while the game went against her. But at length, when they had struggled long, and Meriamun had lost the most of her pieces, a light came into her face, as though she had found what she sought, and while the prince called for wine and drank, she lay back in her chair and looked upon the board. Then she moved so shrewdly and upon so deep a plan that he fell into the trap that she had laid for him and could never escape. In vain he vowed gifts to the holy Thoth and promised such a temple as there was none in Kem. Thoth hears thee not, he is the god of lettered men, said Meriamun, mocking him. Then he cursed and drank more wine. Fools seek wit in wine, but only wise men find it, quoth she again. Behold, royal brother, Pharaoh is dead, and I have won the match, and beaten thee at thine own game. Ray, my servant, give me that circlet, nay, not my own, the double one, which the divine prince wagered. So set it on my brow, for it is mine, Menepta. In this, as in all things else, I have conquered thee. And she rose, and standing full in the light of the lamps, the royal Urias on her brow, she mocked him, bidding him come do homage to her who had won his crown, and stretching forth her small hand for him to kiss it, and so wondrous was her beauty that the divine prince of Cush ceased to call upon the evil gods because of his ill fortune, and stood gazing on her. By Ptah, but thou art fair, he cried, and I pardon my father at last for willing thee to be my queen. But I will never pardon him, said Meriamun. Now the prince had drunk much wine. Thou shalt be my queen, he said, and for earnest I will kiss thee. This, at the least, being the strongest I can do. And ere she could escape him, he passed his arm about her, and seized her by the girdle, and kissed her on the lips, and let her go. Meriamun grew white as the dead. By her side there hung a dagger. Swiftly she drew it, and swiftly struck at his heart so that had he not shrunk from the steel, surely he had been slain. And she cried as she struck, Thus, prince, I pay thy kisses back. But as it chanced, she only pierced his arm, and before she could strike again, I had seized her by the hand. Thou serpent, said the prince, pale with rage and fear, I tell thee I will kiss thee, yet, 
whether thou wilt or not, and thou shalt pay for this. But she laughed softly now that her anger was spent, and I led him forth to seek a physician who should bind up his wound. And when he was gone, I returned and spoke to her, wringing my hands. O oh, royal lady, what hast thou done? Thou knowest well that thy divine father destines thee to wed the prince of Cush, whom but now thou didst smite so fiercely. Nay, Ray, I will none of him, the dull clod who is called the son of Pharaoh. Moreover, he is my half-brother, and it is not meet that I should wed my brother, for nature cries aloud against the custom of the land. Nevertheless, lady, it is the custom of thy royal house and thy father's will. Thus the gods, thine ancestors, were wed, Isis to Osiris. Thus great Thothmes and Amenemhat did, and decreed, and all their forefathers, and all their seed. O, oh, bethink thee, I speak it for thine ear, for I love thee as mine own daughter. Bethink thee, for thou canst not escape, that Pharaoh's bed is the step to Pharaoh's throne. Thou lovest power, here is the gate of power, and mayhap upon a time the master of the gate shall be gone, and thou shalt sit in the gate alone. Ah, Ray, now thou speakest like the counsellor of those who would be kings. Oh, did I not hate him with this hatred, and yet can I rule him? Why, t'was no chance game that we played this night. The future lay upon the board. See, his diadem is upon my brow. At first he won, for I chose that he should win. Well, so mayhap it shall be. Mayhap I shall give myself to him, hating him the while. And then the next game, that shall be for life and love and all things dear, and I shall win it, and mine shall be the Urias crest, and mine shall be the double crown of ancient Kem, and I shall rule like Hatshepu, the great queen of old, for I am strong, and to the strong is victory. Yes, I made answer, but lady, see thou that the gods turn not thy strength to weakness. Thou art too passionate to be all strength, and in a woman's heart passion is the door by which king folly enters. Today thou hatest. Beware, lest tomorrow thou shouldst love. Love, she said, gazing scornfully. Meriamun loves not till she find a man worthy of her love. Ay, and then? And then she loves to all destruction, 
and woe to them who cross her path. Ray, farewell. Then suddenly she spoke to me in another tongue that few know save her and me, and that none can read save her and me, a dead tongue of a dead people, the people of that ancient city of the rock whence all our fathers came. I go, she said, and I trembled as she spoke, for no man speaks in this language when he has any good thought in his heart. I go to seek the counsel of that thou knowest. And she touched the golden snake which she had won. Then I threw myself on the earth at her feet, and clasped her knees, crying, My daughter, my daughter, sin not this great sin. Nay, for all the kingdom of the world, wake not that which sleepeth, nor warm again into life that which is a cold. But she only nodded and put me from her, and the old man's face grew pale as he spoke. What meant she? said the wanderer. Nay, wake not thou that which sleepeth, wanderer, he said at length. My tongue is sealed. I tell thee more that I would tell another. Do not ask, but hark, they come again. Now may Ra and Pasht and Amen curse them. May the red swine's mouth of Set gnaw upon them in Amenti. May the fish of Sebek flesh his teeth of stone in them for ever and feed and feed again why dost thou curse thus ray and who are they that go by said the wanderer i hear their tramping and their song indeed there came a light noise of many shuffling feet pattering outside the palace wall and the words of a song rang out triumphantly the Lord our God, he doth sign and wonder, Tokens he shows in the land of Kem. He hath shattered the pride of the kings asunder, And casteth his shoe o'er the gods of them. He hath brought forth frogs in their holy places, He hath sprinkled the dust upon crown and hem. He hath hated their kings, and hath darkened their faces, wonders he works in the land of Kem. These are the accursed, blaspheming conjurers and slaves, the Apura, said Ray, as the music and the tramping died away. Their magic is greater than the lore even of us who are instructed, for their leader was one of ourselves a shaven priest and knows our wisdom never do they march and sing thus but evil comes of it ere day dawn we shall have news of them may the gods destroy them 
they are gone for the hour. It were well if Meriamun the queen would let them go for ever, as they desire, to their death in the desert. But she hardens the king's heart. End of Book One Chapter Six